Thank you for clicking this video. My name is James. What I do is take magic cards and evaluate them, whether they would be good in Oathbreaker or not. Right now, this video, I'm going over the top 100 cards from Elder Dragon Highlander, making a series about it, and pulling cards, each card, and seeing how will they be in Oathbreaker. And why would I do that? A lot of people who play Commander or Elder Dragon Highlander are looking at Oathbreaker as very similar format because it's like, oh, you have the Commander, except you also have the signature spell, and the Planeswalker as the Commander and the signature spell are a lot different from... But we can't use them all. And recently there was discussion, discussion brought by the Command Zone where they're like, hey, what strategies would be broken if they created all the Planeswalkers could be Commander. And then recently, even more recently than that, they're like, oh, there's this format called Oathbreaker where we can play with Commanders. And when your Commander's out, you can cast your signature spell and Commander's attacks applies to that and also to the Planeswalker that you cast. So a lot of these old Commander players are looking at Oathbreaker and be like, hey, this is cool. Let's take some of our old decks and turn use the parts and put them into that. So I'm going over the top 100 cards because they are the most used cards, most played, most popular. They're most likely, you, if you're doing that, then you are most likely to already own these cards. And the card that I'm going over today is Acidic Slime. I broke it down into five different portions. I broke it down into artifacts, enchantment, creatures, death touch, and mana cost. So let's refresh our memory. Acidic Slime, for three, a green and a green, a CMC of five. It's a 2 2 ooze creature. It has Death Touch, and when it enters the battlefield, you can destroy target artifact creature. No, not creature. You can destroy an artifact, an enchantment, or a land. So now you're thinking back to the five I just said. I didn't include land because land isn't necessarily like the most important thing. Yes, it's important to have land, and it's important to have ramp. So you can play your spells properly, and ramping usually happens turn 1, 2, maybe 3. Turn 3 is when people typically start to summon their walkers. Turns 3 and 4, yeah. Because a lot of people are really like like the low-cost ones, like Sahili, the new one from War of the Spark, and Garrick Wildspeaker. But there is some higher-costed ones that people also really like. Uh, Ugin, I'd don't know if the big boy Ugin will be played very much because he costs so much. They start to end up in, in the higher turns. People go off and game ends, so bye-bye. Yeah, the games are not as long in Oathbreaker as they are in Elder Dragon Highlander. Part of that is because we have 20 life instead of 40 life, and our decks are smaller. Because the decks are smaller, they're a lot more focused, and you can get to the strategy and do what you want to do sooner rather than later, which is good for the format. You get to play with the cards you want, yes, no, but uh, the Planeswalkers. Let's go on to creatures. We just talked about the mana cost. Creatures, creatures. So creatures will be a lot more important because like, okay, a small creature, a 2-2, uh, it's not so scary in Elder Dragon Highland. I have 40 life. It can hit me a few times and it won't bother me. Bigger beast, Flies don't bother them so much. Why do you think cows are okay with it? <laughs> so, you summon this 2-2 in Oathbreaker, and that's a lot more menacing than it did in EDH. Where people are like, oh, it's a 2-2, so what? And that'd be fine. But now, in Oathbreaker, with 
the planeswalkers are like oh two damage that if, I, if that hits my walker that's not really good so people are a lot more concerned about creatures and how do you deal with that you don't really want to just board wipe all the time because then you're blowing up your own creatures and you need your creatures to protect your planeswalker. So people will be like, hey, let's summon a bunch of tokens to protect our creature and to also scare our opponent's planeswalkers. So to which your opponents will also want to summon more creatures and more tokens. So a 2-2 is like, okay, that's about the average. A lot of tokens are 1-1s and 2-2s. And if you have beasts and 3-3s, that will be generally what's going to be seen. A lot of like... 1-1 one, one, thopters and whatnot. Creatures with flying will be a lot more scary because then they can just fly over your tokens or your opponent's tokens and deal damage to their planeswalkers directly and that will be rather than menacing. This creature's ability, Death Touch, now I'm going to talk about that a little bit some right now. Uh, EDH, Voltron strategies. You just work your way up to get this one big guy. He goes over and then this 2-2 Death Touchy boy stops him and they have to reset up again. But we don't have Voltron in Oathbreaker. So Death Touch, they're like, oh, there's no Voltron decks to be, Death Touch to be scared of. That just doesn't exist. It's like, it's extinct. I don't know. This is a bad comparison. But Death Touch, a lot of people, the majority of the time, they'll be summoning creatures with them being disposable in mind. Like, I'm going to use this as a chump block, or I'm going to use this to just deal in a tiny bit of damage every now and then. So, looking at, like, Death Touch, it's like, death! Things are going to be dying all the time, because we'll have weak little tokens and cr little creatures on the battlefield. And, yeah, they're going to die, pretty much, so it's like, death? Yeah, it doesn't matter, that's going to be a regular occurrence in Oathbreaker. I mean, my, my, my Planeswalker's going to die, so... <laughs> so, Acidic Slime having Death Touch is not really scary at all. Uh, the extra mana is like, uh, whatever... Now, let's talk a little bit about artifacts, and then enchantments, artifacts. Uh, in EDH, there's a lot of big, scary artifacts, like Paradox Engines, common thing, Cage Sun, but since the games in Oathbreaker are a lot shorter, people aren't going to be invested into those unless they're going to combo off literally like the next turn and win. So I could be like, okay, if you want... This guy, for in case of that scenario, I mean, uh, I think Reclamation Sage is a lot better. Two and a green for a 2-1, which destroys artifacts and enchantments. That way it brings the mana cost down of your deck. Where in EDH, high mana cost was very typical because they weren't super aggro. Like maybe big dragons or whatnot. <laughs> you can still do big dragons in Oathbreaker because of the mana ramp. You need lots of ramp. Which brings me back to the artifacts. Most of the artifacts will be mana ramp, like signets, or like little stones that come out on turn 2, turn 3, tap to add a mana. That's going to be most of the artifacts you see, in which if you cast Acidic Slime, you might get a negative return on mana invested. <laughs> which will be pretty bad. And most of the time, that's all going to be on the board, so you'll either be holding on to it, pretty frequently or you'll summon it anyways and you won't get a good bang for your buck and bucks aren't your mana being spent you know so that's that's a really big feel bad and enchantments uh there's a little joke running in elder dragon highlander that like oh you don't run as much enchantment removal as you really should but 
the, there'll be a lot more permanent removal in Oathbreaker than in EDH because planeswalkers are permanents and the emblems that they create are permanents. And EDH, it was just creatures. Creature synergies were a big portion because they're like, hey, I'll just uh, Doomblade it or something. It's like, okay, that's not going to work in Oathbreaker because you can't Doomblade a Planeswalker. Although, now there is a lot more spells that destroy creatures or Planeswalkers. So, of course, those are going to be more popular in Oathbreaker. But, uh, enchantments. There are a few really good enchantment decks in EDH. And there is bound to be enchantment decks in Oathbreaker. But enchantments is not the appeal of Oathbreaker. There is enchantment creatures as commanders in EDH, which, yes, they're like, okay, he's an enchantment creature, then you'll want to do an enchantment strategy, but <laughs> Planeswalkers aren't enchantments, so that throws a little bit, like, okay, that's a discouragement. Most people play Oathbreaker because they want to do stuff with the Planeswalkers and the signature spell. It's not about the enchantments. So it's like, okay, you tack on enchantment removal, it's like, okay, that's like, okay, and, and besides, permanent removal is much better than straight-up enchantment and artifact removal. And permanent removal is going to be a lot more popular in Oathbreaker than it was in EDH, which kind of defeats the purpose of this. So, in conclusion, Acidic Slime is not as powerful, does not have an as powerful enter-the-battlefield effect in Oathbreaker as it did in EDH, which means people will look at it and be like, meh, I don't want it, don't put it in your decks. Well, that's what they're going to say. I mean, I think it's still relatively fine. I think Reclamation Stage is a lot better because Death Touch is kind of irrelevant in Oathbreaker. I'm sure, yes, I'm sure there's going to be big guys. There's going to be some Eldrazi's and you're going to be like, ha this is going to, I'm going to rid of them. And what else did, yeah, there's not as many worthy artifact targets in Oathbreaker as there are in EDH. Because the games are shorter, they won't be summoning these giant colossal artifacts that will give you a positive return on mana invested. If this guy had flash on it, I might consider it good. But at the same time, not really. I didn't think land destruction is worthy is worthwhile to bring up because yes lands are important but they'll be summoned later uh, i mean if they somebody has like a uh, guy's cradle then of course you want that destroyed but again permanent removal in oathbreaker will be a lot more common so it's like why well, have this guy for land destruction when you could just do a permanent removal i know i don't know if there's uh, Beast Within. There are two and a green for an instant. Destroy target permanent. Its control gets a 3-3 three, three green beast. There's a way better alternative than this card. Although it does give your opponent a fat creature that is a little scary. Who, I mean, just deal with it. There's going to be tons of creatures dying all over the place. One more won't be that bad, right? I, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, that is the video. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, Please give me a thumbs up. If you didn't, let me know in the comments, like, what can I do better? Is there a specific card that you want to see? I know there was this dude who was talking about land tax. I was like, land tax. I'll make a video on that because that is a very good thing to bring up for white. And it was pretty good. Land tax is way better in Oathbreaker than in EDH, in my opinion. At least it has a much more powerful impact on the game. It's still really powerful in EDH, but... That's besides the point of this video. Anyway, a better alternative to Acidic Slime is either Reclamation Sage or Beast Within. But, 
it, this guy is still like a destruction spell attached to a body, and bodies attached to these destruction effects will be more powerful in Oathbreaker. That's why a lot of War of the Spark cards also now have you amass one or two while you cast it, which is going to be really good for Oathbreaker. So start playing the cards that amass while doing other effects. That'll be good for you. Anyway, that is everything, so I will see you in the next one.